Welcome to the Ars Technicast, where Ars Technica writers and editors discuss the latest in the worlds of science, computing, technology, and everything else in between. During each episode, we dig deep into some of the issues we're writing about at ArsTechnica.com. We also talk about some of the stuff we're doing when we're not circling around the Ars orbiting headquarters. I am your host, social editor Cesar Torres, and I'm joined by our co-host, Ars writer Casey Johnson. Hello. Today we're glad to welcome back Jackie Chang to the podcast. Jackie is uh, editor-at-large now for Ars. I'm so glad to be back for this episode. Hey, hey. Uh, we've also got product specialist Andrew Cunningham in the house. Hello. Hey. So today we're talking uh, Apple and Apple's recent announcement on September 10th of their new lineup of products. Andrew was there to cover the event. So, Andrew, uh, we'll kick it off by giving our listeners a little bit of a, a recap of what, what happened. Okay. How did it go? Well, um, it was, yeah, like it like you said, it was on September 10th. Um, the whole event lasted for about an hour, just a little bit more. Um, and they had it uh, on campus, on Apple's campus at Fort Infinite Loop, which, for the record, is a much smaller venue than uh, Moscone or, um, what is it, like Yerba Buena or wherever they do um, big announcements, usually. Um, and, and, and that, you know, that the choice of venue often signifies like the size of the announcement. And, um, you know, that this was, I think a pretty low key announcement in the, you know, considered in the wider history of Apple announcements. Um, but basically they, they got up on stage and after doing the standard, you know, thing where they talk about how great Apple is and what the company has been up to lately. Um, they announced that um, iOS 7, which is the you know the newest version of the operating system that they announced back at WWDC, um, would be releasing on September 18th for um, all the supported iPhones and iPads. And then um, they introduced not one, but two new iPhones. Um, one is the iPhone 5C, which for all intents and purposes is an iPhone 5 with a couple of slightly upgraded components and a new um, plastic shell that comes in five different colors. And then uh, the iPhone 5S, which looks a lot like last year's iPhone 5, but uh, with you know a new processor, um, some new hardware features like uh, the fingerprint scanner, the um, the upgraded camera with the larger pixels and the dual LED flash that's supposed to make for more, you know, natural looking flash. And, um, and yeah, the 64 bit a seven processor. And that's, you know, that's, that's the long and short of it. And then Elvis Costello was there and he played us all some songs <laughs> and, uh, yeah, right. Why why do they keep doing that? It seems like they're in this they haven't really thought that decision through and now they're doing it just to do it. Yeah, it's like a it's a holdover from the days when they used to do iPods at this event, right? It was a holdover when they were like a game changer in the music business, but now it's just kind of like, okay, that's everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of a it was kind of a Steve Jobs thing. Yes. Like he loved doing that stuff. And then you're right, the September event used to be more about music. So it was kind of like you're, it is a little bit outdated at this point. Yeah, I think it's, I was doing research for one of the, you know, one of the pieces I was was writing. And I think like as late as 2010 or um, 2011, I think it was 2010, 
like it was still a music themed event like the the invites still had like guitars on them and stuff so <laughs> it was oh a pretty God. recent thing and it's become kind of like a runaway train too because now like at the qualcomm uh ces keynote they had who was it was it maroon all of, five was it all of maroon five or was it just Adam, it was it was just Maroon that? Three. I mean, I don't know how oh, many. Oh right, I don't, okay, it was Maroon Three. <laughs> I don't See, know how many like, guys are normally are, in Maroon Five, but it was only three guys. Now they're throwing in music acts just to like have them, and it's like, wait, we need to stop and think about what the relevance of music is to mobile devices because it's like it's there, but I mean, you're drawing. It, it's it's become almost like a holdover. That's sort of weird to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it is kind of worth mentioning that you know no iPods got any kind of update. Um, this this September at least, and that is a first. You know, ours readers know that I've been sort of calling for the end of the iPod Classic, but even the iPod Touch didn't get anything, which is a little bit surprising. I, there, there was just that touch up in color, right? What the the gray was introduced for the I think the Nanos. Um, yeah, I think the the ones that come in colors now come in that space gray, which is space kind of re- replacing. It's it's very slightly different from black, and it's just replacing black across all of the. So, so I think that's a great um, point at which to jump off into. I think we want to definitely talk about the phones themselves. I think that we get a lot of questions about the phones. And then maybe later we can move on to iOS 7, which is what I'm personally a little bit more excited about. But uh, we got basically two phones. And uh, Jackie, you, you had some really interesting opinions about what this says about where Apple has come thus far with their strategy. Yeah, um, so I guess the the thing to lead with is that there's been a lot of ink spilled and a lot of people arguing over the significance of the iPhone 5C. Um, As Andrew said in the beginning, iPhone 5C is pretty much just an iPhone 5, or at least I think that's what Andrew said. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty much just an iPhone 5 with a, you know, a newer case and, you know, it's it's basically it's technically new right on paper it's new it's like a new thing for this year but it's really just last year's iphone um you know repackaged which is not necessarily a a terrible thing um as i wrote in in that piece that i wrote this week um apple basically is positioning the iphone 5c in the same place it would have positioned the iphone 5 um, in that, you know, in the last few years, Apple's been taking last year's model and making it like the $99 um, with contract uh, version, whereas the new iPhone is always, you know, the more expensive one starting at 199 with contract. And so um, in that sense, it, it truly is the iPhone 5. It's taking the same spot the iPhone 5 would have taken um, if if Apple hadn't chosen to give it a new case. Uh, and And it's just kind of serving the same purpose. It's sort of to offer a lower cost way to sort of get into the ecosystem. Um, But on the flip side, I think the fact that Apple did technically update it with colors and make it newer, I think that's a really – that part of it is more significant to me because it shows that Apple is really thinking about how to snag these – um, these other users who may not necessarily go all in with like, you know, the highest end iPhone right away. Um, and especially with colors, I mean, you know, people can make fun of it all they want, but colors get, get buyers, especially teenagers and maybe casual users who aren't super serious about their cell phones. Um, you know, ours readers, especially and nerds in general kind of like to hate on that kind of thing, but people like buying colorful stuff. I mean, that's why the iPod Nano, for example, is so popular. And it's why so many other uh, manufacturers have started doing colors in their products. It's because it works. So um, I think in that sense, Apple is probably just going to sell like just a ton of iPhone 5Cs 
a ton, probably more than they would have sold iPhone fives at the ninety nine dollar price point. Yeah, and I mean, but- some people are saying that you know it, it might become the new like de facto iPhone. Like the five S will still sell, and lots of people will still buy it, but. Like, if you go to Apple.com now, the first thing that pops up on the homepage is not the iPhone 5S. It's the iPhone 5C. And the iPhone 5S is the second thing. So I think that says a lot about how they're trying to advertise this and where they're trying to position it. But here's my thing. If we go back, like, a week or two weeks, wasn't the expected role of the 5C to be, like, it was going to be, like, the new the new free-with-contract phone? Like, in, like. I, I can't remember where Reddit might have been daring Fireball or like Mac rumors, but like they they theorized that the purpose of the iPhone 5C's existence was going to be to like round out the lineup to like the, the one form factor. So there would be the 5C, which is cheap, but it has that long screen. And then the 5, which also has a long screen, and then the new 5S, which looks exactly like the 5. So I feel like it ultimately fell in a weird place that everyone wasn't really expecting I don't know I I mean of course everyone has different opinions but I I personally didn't really think that was going to happen yeah. <laughs> I don't know I've expected it like I wrote a piece about it back in July and um I've been I've, I guess I've been expecting it to be an iPhone 4 or iPhone 4s replacement like a lot of people were kind of thinking it would be you know a really cheap iPhone like before the iPhone 5C name leaked people you know it was the shorthand for it was the low cost iPhone that's just like what everybody called it and um, yeah I was I've really been expecting it for a while to be something you know kind of like the iPod touch it just it uses components that we've seen in past iPhones and it is sold for a price point that Apple kind of already serves but it's just like now they have like two separate iPhones that they can update, I guess, in tandem almost. Like if they if they want to introduce a new connector to replace lightning or something, like they don't have to necessarily introduce it at the high end and then wait two years for it to trickle down. Now they have two separate iPhones and they could update both simultaneously with that kind of thing if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Well, the message stays consistent, which is, you know, we don't do cheapy stuff and... Uh, like you said, everybody, if if we make a change, everybody gets it across the board of the, these product lines. And that's actually, that's a good point because um, Apple is still keeping around the iPhone 4S as like the bargain basement, you know, free phone. And that one, uh, in a twist of irony, does not have the lightning connector. It has the old 30 pin. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that kind of proves your point, Andrew, in that like eventually once iPhone 4S is kind of cleared out, which will probably be next year, then everything will be sort of the same. And then Apple will be able to update them all at the same time. So, I mean, certainly that's got to be at least part of the strategy. I'm sort of, I'm curious to see what they do next year. Like, do they is is do they have like a new iPhone 6C or something that's a $100 and the 5C becomes the free with contract phone like i just i'm not sure how yeah. how the trickle down works now it will get a little complicated i i do think that's true <laughs> i mean at this point it's kind of hard to predict what apple would do cuz it's a little bit different now so i feel like it's going to be weird know. to have like only the only the quote unquote high end iPhone be like what we traditionally think of as an iPhone where it's like metal and glass and then everything below it is like this plastic phone. 
Um, but I think I would expect them to to roll down the five C design, you know, and I but I think keep the the look of the five S where it's I mean not going to be the same next year probably, but I think it'll still be. Like I don't think I don't think the five C is going to be all there is after the announcement that comes next year. Mm-hmm. You know, Apple probably needs to just like come up with a better naming scheme if they're going to do these two at least you know the two concurrent ones because mm-hmm. it's a little confusing not just to you know people like us can you just imagine you know going home at thanksgiving and trying to talk to your family about these it's going to be a nightmare mm-hmm. <laughs> so i don't know i think maybe apple i don't know if they will but it might be a good idea to like think of some other way to name them yeah. you know name the lower end one something else I, you know iphone fun or something. Yeah, I was surprised I they, they didn't go with like iPhone like word. They went with iPhone 5 letter. Like that's the format that they're going with. Instead mm-hmm. of picking something like iPod Touch or Mac Mini or like some some new thing in the in the general family of products. Yeah. Uh, those colors are interesting though. <laughs> uh, I do like the, the colors. colors I do want to talk about those. I mean, I think I <laughs> They had to send, I think, a very strong statement in how they would differentiate themselves from the original iMac lines, because that's the last time there was like this big round of color, right? And so these colors look like, if you guys are familiar with, uh, I'm not an antiques kind of person, but I do know about Fiesta Wear. I don't know if you guys remember that. This, oh, it's my a certain, mom collects that stuff. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. from the 50s, totally. and the colors are, are so similar to this. They, they have, basically, they're vibrant, but they're a little faded because they're ceramic, right, in the Fiesta Wear stuff. So when I saw these, I was like, immediately I thought, okay, <laughs> these are the Fiesta Wear iPhones. <laughs> I really, I hated the color lineup when, like, all of the photos were leaking. I was just like, what are these awful sort of like this weird spread of like off looking colors but now that they're showing them and they it like does match the uh, the operate the ios 7 like they do it does right. it goes the whole phone like goes together which is like okay now i get it. it's it's i think that's gonna work really well for them yeah and they're they're really leaning into it like the cases that they made even though personally i think the ipod or the iphone 5c cases are not attractive like yeah i don't circular cutouts and stuff they're really not very elegant looking i like i like the cutout like idea where you where you get the two-tone effect but like the way they are is just like so strange the way they did it and like the way that the text shows through on the cutout parts it's like Mm -hmm. who who did this who thought of that you know never would have happened if Steve jobs was alive you (laughs) You know i was i'm i'm serious i hate invoking that and i never do but in this case i have to because I feel like actually I kind of like the cases except for that with the little part of the iPhone um, like showing through. I think that's really sloppy and it actually confuses me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm like, why did why did someone not look at that and be like that looks kind of sloppy? Yeah, I mean, well, it looks like a going looks on? like a third party case basically, and Apple isn't known for doing stuff that looks like third party. Right. Uh, so it's gadgets, not that it's so. terrible or anything, but it's just kind of, I don't know, it, it's a little uncharacteristic of Apple, I think, to do that. Is it possible that, like, the pre-production iPhones they were looking at and then, like, putting together with the cases and were like, yes, this looks good, they didn't have that stuff printed on them? I mean, I guess, but in the past, you, at least with Steve Jobs, he would have been like, we'll go back and change mm-hmm. them. <laughs> So two days. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) the leaked phones and 
I'm, I may be remembering this wrong. I feel like the leaked shells for the iPhone 5C, because we've been seeing like blurry pictures of it for three months, um, had the word iPhone, but didn't have like all that regulatory text. I, again, I may be remembering that wrong, but there's a possibility that um, it didn't look as bad on like pre-production models as it kind of does on the shipping ones. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. But well, I mean, I think most people don't care and won't care. So, yeah. it, but it is kind of just an odd detail. Yes. Yeah. So the thing that we couldn't really see as as viewers uh, up close is is what does this plastic feel like? I think that's a huge difference, uh, or it's silicone, uh, perhaps. So, Andrew, I'd love for you to tell us what, what it was like to go hands on with uh, the device. Andrew, compare well, it to something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's how this works, right? Yes. Um, okay. I could compare it to two different things. Um, it sort of is like, you know, if you're an Apple person, it's sort of like how the old iPhone 3G and 3GS used to feel. Um, you know, it, it's a rigid plastic. It feels sturdy when you hold it. Um, it is a little smooth and, you know, it does feel like plastic, but it's not, um, because it's not Samsung-y. It doesn't kind of have that thin... Um, that thin kind of bendy feel to it. Um, and for Windows Phone people, it definitely evokes um, some of the better like plastic Lumia phones. And, you know, not just in the way it feels, but in the way it looks. Like the colors are a little more pastel than what, what um, the Lumias usually use. But um, there have been a lot of comparisons on the internet between the two, and I think they are, they are not unwarranted. So it's not at all like... Like, I'm thinking, of, like, I have these ice trays that are made of silicone. It's not like that, where it's, like, rubbery at well, all? Well, the cases the cases are silicone. The iPhone 5C is, is plastic. It's, gotcha. um, I, I think they're saying polycarbonate or whatever okay. word people use for plastic when they don't want to say plastic. <laughs> that sort of smooth, rubbery finish, though. So I guess <laughs> that's sort of sad, yeah. but, you know, whatever. Yeah, I like Android tablets that have kind of that rubbery soft touch finish like mm -hmm. both of the nexus sevens have yeah. kind of a soft touch rubbery back if you've ever held them that's that you know it feels nice to grip but the 5c doesn't feel bad at all like it doesn't feel cheap just because it's plastic i mean it's it's not aluminum but it's it's not like they've skimped on the materials it's not shiny is it the plastic it's, a, it's, it's a little like shiny. a matte i mean it's 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 not matte but um okay it's, you know it, it's i guess between i'm between the two i guess I guess the reason I ask is because I wonder um, if it's going to have the same kind of problem, like scratching problem, that maybe old iBooks and MacBooks used to have mm -hmm. with the plastic. I don't know. I mean, that's just what I theorize because I always have my phone on a table or whatever, and I'm always thinking about how scratchy it's getting on the back. And so plastic obviously can scratch fairly easily compared to you know aluminum, so... That's one thing I do wonder about. I'd also be curious to know, be, just because Nokia makes a big deal about this with their Lumia phones, like if you scratch it, like if the color goes all the way through the material. So like if you scratch it, in theory, you could see the scratch, but it's not going to like scrape off any of the color. And I wonder if that's the case with the iPhone 5C. I would be surprised if it wasn't. Yeah. I, I would be surprised. Like I think, I, I, think, I think, again, looking back to those part leaks... Um, I, I do think that the like they they the, those shells were like just empty so you could see the the inside of them with like the steel um the apples using to like reinforce the shell and yeah the color does mm -hmm. go all the way through well I mean 
God forbid somebody gets their iPhone and like two weeks we see that like we see photos of the colors like wearing off the corners like there's going to be just a storm a, a tempest and a teapot about the colors wearing off of these phones if that happens color gate color gate no. I don't think that I don't think that will happen but if it does I, it will be hilarious <laughs> it'll be like I, it'll be like the palm rests on the iBooks discoloring like that that, yeah, yeah. that caliber of oh man. I can only imagine how crazy that would get. But that's probably why, at the very least, Apple thought of that. And, mm-hmm. and it won't happen. Please. So so uh, this was maybe years ago, I think, right around the time I think I met Jackie. I remember thinking and talking about it and saying, oh, you know, I'll be really happy the day they release some iPhones with color. I think that's that would make me personally very happy. And so much time has gone by. Now, by the time they announced all this stuff this week. I didn't care anymore about the colors. Uh, I thought actually the iOS 7 release date was more relevant. That's the 18th. So next week we, we can already get it. Um, and that's because I think a lot has happened with the phone. The, the hardware is always beautiful. I mean, clearly we just talked about some really interesting industrial design details. But now, because I don't have a preview version of iOS 7, I'm like really ready to get my hands on it. I think that's a more meaningful change because that's a really big UI change for the user. I think the previous iOS versions were more targeted to developers. They got like sort of the juicy stuff and then it rolled out slowly to users and the apps. But this is meaningful because, you know, we're getting a whole bunch of new stuff. I'd like to talk a little bit about that, how these designs uh, sort of lead us right into talking about iOS 7 and, and the design of that. And I think Jackie's certainly played with it and Andrew, you know, you got to actually use the phone. So um, can you guys describe a little bit about how they come together? Jackie, do you want to start or um, should I start? <laughs> uh, actually, I probably should not okay. start. <laughs> um, well, to to the first point about coming together, it is, it, you know, Apple is going out all out with this color stuff. When you buy an iPhone 5C, it comes with like a color matched wallpaper. <laughs> Like the blue one has a blue wallpaper, the the red the reddish pink one has a reddish pink wallpaper. So um and and the the colors do complement the new um kind of flatter, brighter colors that um that you know are are peppered throughout this operating system. Um I've been using iOS seven in some form since June when they released the first beta, and I have been using it as my primary phones primary operating system since since july since i think like beta 3 was when it finally got stable enough to use without me wanting to cut myself so um yeah it's 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 still ios it's important to note that it's it's still apple's operating system like they're still in charge of the user experience in a lot of important ways like you can't change the keyboard you can't change the way the icons and and things look, you can't, you know, pepper the home screen with a bunch of widgets and things. Um, you know, there are new features. There is a new design direction, and I think you know, even if you don't care for the colors and the and the textures and things that Apple is using, you definitely. I mean, you'll you'll get used to it. That's just the nature of of big design changes. I think is every time. Every time someone changes something beloved, everybody complains, and then a week later they've forgotten about it. <laughs> yeah, I would say that, I mean, I actually don't use iOS 7 on my main device, so um, 
actually, I think Andrew has probably more extensive experience than I do, but I have played with it. Um, I, I mean, it is, it's just a, I think the changes are significant enough that it's very divisive, um, even among just kind of regular people. You know, I have a bunch of friends and some of them have it installed and some of them don't. And I swear, I mean, every single time I get together with people, people are arguing over whether iOS 7 is shit or awesome. <laughs> so it's like, you know, every every other day I'm listening to an argument like this. And I think that's what it's going to be like when it um, comes out to the public. I think we all are going to have to see a lot of arguments on the internet and in person over, you know, whether it looks good or it doesn't, whether, you know, certain functionality has changed enough or not. Um, but, I, you know, despite these arguments, I think the one thing that you can't say is that they, you know, which has been said before, is that Apple didn't change anything because obviously Apple changed a lot of things in this particular OS. I mean, a lot of it is kind of on the look of it, you know, how things look and how things are presented. It does, to me, it looks very... Um, Windows Phone-ish in terms of just, you know, the way things are presented. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I mean, I argued in some piece I wrote who knows how long ago (laughs) that I personally don't have a problem with any of these companies kind of stealing elements from each other because that's, you know, what leads to improvement. But, um, you know, there are people who don't like it, obviously. There are people who don't like that it looks so Windows Phone-y and and whatnot. Um, But then, of course, you get the trade-off of all these new features too. And I agree with Andrew. I think at some point you just kind of get used to it, whether you hate it or like it, you know, I don't think anyone, of course I I am probably wrong, but (laughs) I don't think anyone will care enough about it to still be complaining about it. You know, I don't know a year from now. Um, So I don't know, you know, I think it'll all work out and the new features will sort of make it easier to swallow for some people, but it might be a little bit of a difficult change. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, think, I mean, def- um, definitely more so than past versions, because then you know you you would download the new iOS and it would come with new stuff, but it would still look the same. So you'd still have that familiarity to anchor you, I guess. And and while most things work pretty much the same way, everything looks different. And um, I don't know, maybe that maybe that'll scare people a little bit. Yeah, I have to say that I don't. I. There, there are things that I really like about the look of it, and I, I do in general kind of like the flattening and like the, the new sort of color scheme. And um, there are a lot of things that I do like about it, but some things like um, new, like the new design paradigm, for instance, for like navigating around apps, like some of my apps, um, like this one Oyster that I reviewed. Um, like it has it has the new iOS 7 buttons and I'm not a huge fan of them and I don't really know why it's it's sort of like almost like I'm navigating through a child's storybook or something like that the way that they're drawn it's that like the arrows and like the, the some of the I think like the menu button they're just like a lot more inscrutable than just like when it was I mean, they used to, the the common paradigm used to be just like a button that had an arrow in one direction and it said a word on it to tell you where you were going. Like, it's gotten a lot more, I wonder if, the, I wonder if they're minimizing too much because I think that is also a problem with Windows Phone that it can be too, it, it counts on people too much to figure out what the, you know, that you swipe, that you swipe to do this thing or this button means this other thing. And I just don't think people make that connection as easily as um, interface designers think that they do. 
Yeah, I do always, I always try to think about those things in terms of, um, you know, how it's going to be when I have to teach my mother how to do it. <laughs> um, and, it, you know, my mom is, a, she's really smart and she can actually figure out a lot of stuff on her own. I mean, she's the one who got me into computers. So it's, you know, it's not like she's dumb or anything, but, she, you know, it's just like any of our mothers. It's sometimes it just doesn't make any damn sense. <laughs> and so, you know, I, you have to think about, I think you're right in that sense. There are some elements that maybe um, designers sort of assume that everyone can figure out. And then when it comes to teaching your mom, you, you know, you find out that it's not so intuitive. <laughs> Um, so I'm sure we'll all run into those problems, yeah. you know, in the next few months. I mean, as the betas have progressed, they've changed a lot of small things that I think will help with that. Like, like when the, and, and you know, anybody who follows like the, the technically breaking the NDA coverage of this stuff on other sites <laughs> might, uh, might know about some of this stuff already, but like in the very early betas, the lock screen, the, you know, the slide to unlock thing like the slider is gone and it was just like it was just the words slide to unlock with kind of a you know it was kind of like shining from left to right continuously but there was a little arrow underneath it that was pointing up that you know is used to access the new control center and pretty much everybody I think who used an iOS 7 device for the first time even though they had swept, you know, they they'd swept from left to right to unlock it for ages and ages, tried to swipe up to unlock it because that arrow was confusing. Um, some of the stuff like that has been has been changed. And I think that there are some controls that are more accessible in this version than in the last version. Like Control Center makes it much easier to control brightness, to like toggle Wi-Fi to um you know access media playback controls than than it was before. So I mean there there is some stuff from a usability perspective that I think is better. People just have to, you know, they just have to get used to where it is now. I don't really know where the NDA line falls, but I've also um I've seen a little bit of iOS 7. Do you think it's um allowed to talk about Siri at all? I think I, I, at you this point, I mean, it's it. it's done. It's out next week. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't know. I, you know, I don't want to step on much... any shows, but um, I think we're series okay series voice is uh, something different. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't like her as much anymore. I don't like her. She's like her. Her. It's her voice is like brighter and happier and like a little over eager and it's a little yeah disturbing to me. I have to admit, I kind of, I did kind of like the sort of flatness, mm-hmm. the slight roboticness of it, and now it's like a little less so, and it's it's a little less fun now. Yeah, <laughs> I like the, I like Siri when she was like. The, dead have you tried now. the man voice, the man Siri? I haven't heard oh, the man yeah. Siri. What's what's he like? Um, I have not. I've only been using girl Siri. I'm going to switch to man Siri on one of my one of my products here when I'm done doing some battery life testing. But I see. <laughs> I don't, I don't hate it, but you know, I'm probably not going to use it. I wonder if we're going to distinguish just not that appealing. the two series. Like, what do they, what do they call, like in, um, in Mass Effect, there's Fem Shep, and what do they call the man one? <laughs> Is it just? <laughs> Is regular? he just Shepard? I think that it might just be, be a Shep. I don't know. Yeah. But people say Fem Shep, so maybe there will be Fem Siri now. Well, actually, maybe it's more like the opposite because Siri is more of a female name, so mm-hmm. it's like male Siri, <laughs> man Siri, man Siri. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm actually curious uh, to see 
how many people end up using the male voice um, once it's available. Just to, I don't know, you know, I'm curious to know whether that's like a thing people really want. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure, you know, it's always nice to have options, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I'll just see how he sounds. I mean, I already don't like series quote unquote improvements for this one. So if he's if he's a little if he if he's still, you know, deadpan and the way in a way that Siri won't be anymore, I would probably opt for the man voice. You know, this is probably this is like extremely un PC to say probably, but um I would really love if you could get Siri with like really thick, awkward accents. That would be amazing. <laughs> like, you know, I want like a Siri with like a really thick, I don't know, you know, Australian accent or something. That would be amazing. Or like, where's, be, the, totally where's the version of Siri with like the airport cab driver accent? Oh, my God. <laughs> this, you know, we should probably not go down that no, road too I much here. So. But <laughs> I think that would be like an awesome feature. To yes. <laughs> Andrew, the <clears throat> fingerprint scanner is one of the features that's part of just the 5S. And so uh, you got to, a chance to play with that too. And uh, I I want to know what all of you guys think about, you know, where, where that's going uh, now that that's part of the iPhone. Um, yeah. Um, our security editor, Dan Gooden, had a really good piece about it that went up on the site yesterday, I think. Um, and we about, will link about, to like, it. The, yes. Yeah. yeah um, about like the security implications that I think everybody should go and go and read to like familiarize themselves with them. But the basic way that the feature works is um, you in the settings in um, iOS seven on the five S you go in and you register, you can register as many fingers as you want. Like you can register all 10 of your fingers. If you'd like, you can register like your, your significant others fingers or like your family's fingers. Um, and it's accomplished by like pressing on the home button, which is where the fingerprint sensor is stored, pressing on it like over and over again from a variety of different angles so that the thing can always recognize your print, you know, no matter where you're touching it from. And then once, yeah, once you've registered your fingers, um, they're all, you know, all the fingers that you've registered are kept in a list and you can name each fingerprint. And um, once it's registered, you can use it to unlock the phone and you can use it to authenticate to like the iTunes store and the app store uh, when you're making purchases. So that's that's like the that's like the long and short of how it how it works. And in the in the demo, you know, I it it took a while to register my finger. But after that, it worked, you know, it worked pretty flawlessly. You know, I'm I'm super excited about being able to do that to authenticate purchases um, I mean, unlocking the phone is cool too, but the purchases, I mean, who, no one likes entering their damn password every oh. single time they buy an app <laughs> or whatever. It's just so, it's just obnoxious, mm-hmm. you know? So that's certainly something worth um, cheering about. Mm-hmm. Also, I just have to say, I wrote this too, but I'm going to continue to pat myself on the back because I totally called the fingerprint <laughs> sensor. Like, Apple bought Authentic. Um, this fingerprint sensor security company um, in 2012. And at that time, that was right around when the Motorola Atrix was was out or had been out for a while. Mm. Um, and the Atrix has a fingerprint uh, sensor that you can use to authenticate. And I remember because um, my, my husband, Clint, he had one for uh, his 
work at the time. And I was always fascinated with the sensor. And then when when it came out that Apple bought this company, I was like, well, obviously Apple's going to put a sensor in. <laughs> and then everyone thought I was completely insane and smoking crack. And then now look, look where we are now. Yeah. <laughs> You called it. But of course, you know, like you said, Andrew, and um, Dan did point out that there are security issues, and it's mostly just because now we're just swapping out one method of authentication for another one. Right? Yeah, like like his idea, and it's one that I actually really like, is, you know, to effectively give the iPhone 5S two-factor authentication by requiring the fingerprint and a pin. So it would be, you know, something you are plus something you know so that's it like fulfills the the real uh definition of two-factor because it's like two different you know it's two different kinds of of things that you need to get into the phone would that um, be I, is that going to be an option like can people i i, I would I assume mean, they're not going to like take the pin thing away just because there is fingerprint authentication now but i guess the thing would just be implementing them both well the um the wall street journal ran and again, I'm just I'm going off of what other people have reported. My time with the iPhone 5S amounted to about 20 minutes all told, and they were controlling them very tightly. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Wall Street Journal was saying that if, if if it has been more than two days since you unlocked your phone with your finger, it will want it will ask for a pin as well, just in case huh. somebody took your phone and is trying to like work around the security and get into it. Mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of nice. It would be nice, though. I mean. I agree. I think if Apple doesn't include it as an option to do like kind of two layers, then they probably will soon because people will want it. People who are really anal about security will want yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I mean for, there's no reason not yeah. to allow it. Like if people want that, they can, you know, good for them. That's a simple yeah. thing to have. Yeah. And I've been, I've been wanting more unlock options on iOS forever. Like when I, when I'm on, when I'm using Android, I have switched from, pin unlock to the pattern unlock so you like draw a pattern on Mm -hmm. the grid of dots on the screen which i think is um it's a little bit harder to guess i I guess because i i really i i don't care much for complex passcodes because it's harder to unlock the phone quickly and especially if you're trying to use like symbols and, and things that you should do for like a strong password you have to like switch the keyboard layout and it's it's really a big pain so but then you have the issue of you can just look at the patterns that are in the grease on the screen of the phone and see somebody's <laughs> unlock pattern. Theoretically, I mean, I've, I've never had that problem, but I'm pretty. I'm also pretty anal about wiping my screen off mm-hmm. every time I see a smudge on it. So <laughs> I have sweaty hands, so <laughs> I always leave marks. Yeah, I do too. You can see like the little all of the little fingerprint dots on the screen where all of the keyboard keys are and it's wonderful i'm glad i've told you all this now um (laughs) what else do we have to talk about well i want to know if 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 you guys are gonna upgrade i i always ask jackie but now uh i'm just gonna have everybody come on out and at least speculate (laughs) on what you want to do this year because we all do have iphones don't we Um, yes i think so uh i am yes absolutely gold iphone are you good? Nice. With the gold. Really? I'm rolling all with the, the gold. way. I am, <laughs> I am all about this. I'm going to put a case on we, it anyway, so it doesn't even really make a difference. But but you'll know. it'll be it'll be under there. I will know. <laughs> it'll be like wearing really fancy underwear. So, um, which iPhone do you have now, Casey? I have I have a white iPhone 4s, so I'm I'm due for okay. an upgrade. Yeah, totally. 
Um, I currently have an iPhone 5, and normally I would not upgrade. I usually skip one, so I'm on like the 5, you know, 4 to 5 to 6 cycle, I guess. But I think in this case I am upgrading, and it's partially because I dropped my phone a few months ago and the screen is just cracked like crazy, and... Um, I just I have put off repairing it because I was like, well, I can just put the cost of repair towards a new iPhone. So, admittedly, part of the reason I'm upgrading is just because mine is broken as shit. Um, it also doesn't work. I think actually related to the drop, um, it just doesn't work very well like it used to. Like it locks up all the time. So anyway, I just need a new phone. Um, but then also I am like dying for the fingerprint scanner yes. and, and whatnot. So it's kind of like a twofold reason to upgrade, even though I normally would skip this year. For our Technicast listeners that are super nerds and you want to reference previous episodes where we talked about what happens to Jackie's phones, uh, if you if you go back certain episodes, uh, you can hear what happened to an earlier phone, which got smashed at a restaurant. And with this one, I can tell you part of the story, which is a really short and simple story. She was visiting here in New York. And she was crossing the street, and it just came out of her hands. And <laughs> it looked like a minor drop, but when she picked it up, it was the front was just shattered. So, yeah. you know, it's been months and months, and um, I have a plastic film over the top, and yet glass is still coming out of the screen and, like, sticking to things. Wow. And so it just looks gross <laughs> and nasty. Yeah, it's, it's not safe. I mean, there's glass, like always getting into things um so yeah i don't recommend it i highly recommend not doing not trying to live with a broken iphone (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah jackie like you i i usually do every two years and i'm on the i'm on the opposite cycle i'm on the 3gs 4s 5s cycle um and yeah i've got a black iphone 4s right now and you know for the record anything like the iphone 4s the ipad 2 the ipad mini anything that has like an a5 in it runs ios 7 really well so if you do have a 4s and you want to stick with it like you're going to have a pretty good experience but yeah i'm i'm going to get probably a 32 gigabyte 5s and i'm not sure what color yet like i i always go with the black but Space you know there's gray. space gray. <laughs> You don't have There's a black like a, option anymore. Oh, that's true. Space I'm gray sorry. I, normally, I go with black. Now, I, would, I guess I would have to go with space gray. Yep. But, you <laughs> know, that gold. gold option. Right? Yes. Come on, get the gold. <laughs> I, I have to admit, I'm kind of waffling between white and gold. Um, you know, people can make fun of me all they want, but, you know, I got to say, it's kind of a trick. I don't understand why people are down on the gold. I like it. I think because, well, you know. it's because people are afraid. They're afraid to be of change. luxurious. People they are afraid are. of how awesome it looks. Yeah. yeah. They, but everybody has it within. So everybody just mm-hmm. live out your dream. You can yep. do this. Yep. Man, you guys are going to get so much hate. <laughs> That's all right. I'm I haven't gotten it. I've tweeted about this a few times and I I even post on I did I did the rare unicorn of a Google Plus post about it and even there oh, I didn't goodness. get any hate about it. So <laughs> Um, either okay. people are well, afraid maybe. of me, which is highly unlikely, or they are just letting me do me, which is, that's great. Good job, Internet, for not hating me, for wanting something that I think <laughs> you all are not maybe so excited about. Yeah. Well, I think we've I think well, we've hit all the big stuff that's going to pe- make people mad. Like, we, we said something <laughs> wouldn't have happened if Steve Jobs was alive. Mm-hmm. We said oh, yeah. that the gold mm-hmm. iPhone is totally awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, pretty much. And then we talked about, uh, you know, male Siri, which might enrage somebody. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, probably. 
All the male robots of the world are, are, are <laughs> yep. writing angry letters right now. Yep. Oh, man. So I don't know what I'm going to do with uh, the iPhone situation because this year I ruined my previous 4S with uh, Rain. And then I had to upgrade to the 5. And I don't know if I'm eligible to do one of those, you know, it's just been a couple of months and now you can upgrade to the next one up. Uh, if If I do, I guess... I wouldn't go down. I mean, I wouldn't stick with the 5C. That would be stupid. So there could be a 5S in my future, but I'm just going to say it now. It's going to be gold. If I get one, it's going to be gold. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. We're starting a, a real wave here. They're going to yep. be so out of these gold iPhones. They're, they'll say it started all here on the podcast. Now I'm going to have to go with Space you know, Gray just to be contrarian. I <laughs> I mean, this reminds me of yeah. Sorry, go I ahead. was going to say it reminds me of when the the we finally got a white iPhone, and all of these people who you would never expect mm-hmm. to have a white iPhone had a white yeah, iPhone just because iPhone. it differentiated it from the. Uh, it was the 4s that was first in white, so it differentiated it from the four visually. It I was like I, I have the newest phone. Yes, you know what I was going to say. It was very similar to that. Was which was. Um, I have this memory from a few years ago, um, going to an Apple event on at, at Cupertino, and I can't remember exactly which event it was, but I had carpooled with um, Brian Lamb and Matt Buchanan, who at the time were still at Gizmodo, um, and we were kind of talking about the changes, iPhone changes in the car, and Matt said something like that. He was like, you know, the only reason they introduce new colors is so that people who are dying to upgrade every year can have something to show for it. You don't want to look like you're using last year's <laughs> phone. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it was kind of funny, like an offhand comment at the time, but I've been thinking about that for years now. And I'm like, obviously that's, I think that's at least part of the reason why people do buy it. Like, you know, whatever new color is out. Cause now you're, you have the new thing and it's obvious um, you know, maybe in an indirect way, it's kind of obvious that you have whatever is the newest. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe that's why everyone—well, not everyone, but all of us—are <laughs> are attracted to the gold. Yep. Except Andrew, who wants space gray. I, don't, I can see the At merits least... of gold. I can. Hmm. I might. I might want a gold <laughs> phone for the review because how, who reviews the iPhone 5s and doesn't review the gold one? I don't know. Oh, like, you right. must get exactly. the gold for the review. Seriously. Is yep. it champagne or cold? I mean, that, that we're going to get into that discussion. Um, I think champagne is, is the word of of you know what somebody who reported on like the original leaks. I think they are calling it gold. Apples. Yeah, but did you? But to look at it, it's did like you see not this news? Gold. Gold. It's like a it's like a light, subtle gold. I would yeah, say there's almost like there's almost like color. copper in it a yeah. little. Like it's not as ostentatious as some people were thinking it might be. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the, before the event, um, Tim Lee, Binary Bits, tweeted this article from Washington Post where apparently, like, champagne makers in France mm. um, were, like, enraged that anyone was calling the new iPhone color <laughs> champagne. Because, you know, champagne is one of those sort of, like, brand brand things that they hold on to mm. from this region in France. Yeah. And so they were like, don't call it champagne. It's not champagne. And I was like, I cannot believe that I'm reading this article. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like a... I I clicked on it, and now I'm reading this article about how the I, the champagne people don't want the iPhone to be called champagne. It is like a legally protected term there, um, but I don't yeah, it think is. it applies anywhere else on the planet. I'm pretty sure we call <laughs> cheap sparkling wine champagne here all the time without a second I mean, thought because Americans. I'm, I'm sure there are crayons that are called champagne. Right. Oh, I'm sure. So. Yeah. 
Well, there we have it. We've we're, we've upset yet another group. Good job, yeah. Jackie. I know we're stepping <laughs> on a lot yeah. of toes. Suck it, France. <laughs> oh Ooh. man. Well, that's it for the show. If you want to hear uh, more offensive statements, you have to just tune in to the next episode, <laughs> which will be in two weeks. Uh, we're glad to be back from our short summer break. I know we were. Uh, out for a little while in August, but now we're back on our normal schedule. So every two weeks you can find us here and we're in a million places, starting with arstechnica.com. You can find us on SoundCloud. We are on Stitcher. You can listen to the show right on the page. And then the thing that we like is when you guys leave us comments on the page and you say, hey, I hate the white and I hate the black and the white iPhone, uh, or I love them all. Uh, leave us comments, leave us a rating in iTunes and we send you big, hugs back so i want to thank you uh casey to for co-piloting here with me and jackie and andrew for uh visiting and uh talking your stuff thank you so much for having me yeah, yeah no problem. thanks for coming back okay all right thanks bye <laughs> bye bye